Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday. Last week of our bonus week, bonus content, bonus psalm, Psalm 53. Last week of season two. Which means Monday we drop season three, going to the Gospel of Matthew. Absolutely. Moving into the New Testament. Looking forward to that. I hope everyone will join us. Reach out. Tell us what you think. Come to the Text Talk group on Facebook or send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. I'm reading from the Net Bible as we wrap up our year-long trek through some of the Psalms. If the Lord wills, after we go through another season, spend some time in the New Testament, we might get back to the Psalms and walk through 52 or 53 more of them. We'll see. We'll we'll leave that up to the Lord. I'm pretty sure it's going to be 52 next time. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it will. (laughs) Yeah. So we've got uh, Psalm 53. I'm going to read from the Net Bible. For the music director, according to the Mahalath style, a well-written song by David. Fools say to themselves, there is no God. They sin and commit evil deeds. None of them does what is right. God looks down from heaven at the human race to see if there is anyone who is wise and seeks God. Everyone rejects God. They are all morally corrupt. None of them does what is right, not even one. All those who behave wickedly do not understand. Those who devour my people as if they were eating bread and do not call out to God. They are absolutely terrified, even by things that do not normally cause fear. For God annihilates those who attack you. You are able to humiliate them because God has rejected them. I wish the deliverance of Israel would come from Zion when God restores the well-being of his people. May Jacob rejoice. May Israel be happy. I've enjoyed all season reading from the different translations. Uh, I think the statement that jumped out to me from the net there was the heading, a well-written Psalm of David. Uh, you know, that's that's a great little uh, stamp of approval there. We like this one. <laughs> we, we like this one. You know, this one. one was good. Well, that's their, that's their look at uh, wondering what the word mascal yeah. means. Yeah. yeah. Some some have it as a meditation. Contemplation. Some contemplation, yeah. So but they're, they're like, you know what? This was a good one. This is a keeper. It's <laughs> a <laughs> Well, it's in here twice. It's in here twice. So it, it must have been. It must have been. You know, the other thing I've really enjoyed this season with you, Edwin, is Fridays we we look to the Lord, we look to Jesus, and we find Jesus in the song. It's always Good Friday on Text Talk. Always Good Friday on in, Text Talk. In season two. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, yesterday we, we got into Jesus, just couldn't help it, looking at the Gospel of Matthew some, and, and the conversation went there, and that was great. But, uh, you know, finding Jesus in this psalm is... is Tricky because this is one of those psalms that's uh, hard to find a genre for, hard to tack down the genre. It could go a lot of ways. One of the things that we often want to do with psalms is start by uh, pigeonholing them. I've I've come up with that phrase from the uh, Adler and Van Doren book, How to Read a Book. They say one of the first things you need to do as you're reading a book is pigeonhole it. Figure out what's the genre because you're going to read a mystery differently than you are a science textbook. Makes sense. And so once you figure out, okay, this is a technical manual for computer science, you realize, okay, I'm going to read this differently than I'm going to read, you know, um, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. So that's 
that seems like a good bit of advice when you come to the Psalms too. Let's see if I can figure out a pigeonhole. The the interesting thing is is that God didn't write down in any one of the Psalms. Here are the ten genres of the Psalms. This is us just trying to go back and see if we see similarities through certain Psalms and see if we can pick up uh, rhetorical devices that are repeated. What well, I was going to say, we're, but we're not exactly in the dark on that. I mean, this is what commentators have been trying to do for a long time, make their suggestions for this genre or that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes though we find a psalm, I mean, there's some psalms, look, it's easy. Yeah, that's lament. This guy's lament, he's lamenting in verse one. He's lamenting in the last verse. He's lamenting all the way through. Lament, that's easy. Or imprecatory. Sometimes the imprecatory, yeah. This guy's calling down judgment in severe terms. This is imprecatory. And we see psalms that seem to be really strongly about the king. And so we call those royal psalms. Sometimes, though, we hit these psalms that are difficult to pigeonhole. Difficult to say this is the genre. In fact, actually what we find is there are a whole lot of psalms that are difficult to pigeonhole. You find out that folks who put together these, oh yeah, this is a praise, and so it's going to have this and this and this, then they start getting to the psalms they call praise. Now, this one doesn't contain this part of a praise psalm, and this one doesn't contain <laughs> that part of it. But you know, it does have this interesting thing that's usually in a lament psalm. And, I mean, it, well, this is one of those psalms, okay? So yeah. it starts off saying, the fool has said in his heart. And so anytime a psalm begins with the word fool, fool. Which, oh, this must be a wisdom psalm. Yeah. We're contrasting folly versus wisdom. Right. And of course we are. Yeah. However, we've got, at least like in Psalm 14, we've also got this idea of the enemies are against us. This fool is obviously oppressing us that sounds like a lament song mm-hmm. and is it a communal lament or is it an individual lament here in psalm 53 it seems to shift we've got well it seems like deliverance has happened yeah, so is this a jubilation is this a is this a praise, praise psalm, psalm individual or communal and uh you know or is it a you know we're yeah. just not sure so look i get it if we start where it begins it certainly seems to have that flavor of wisdom but what if we went to the very end where it ultimately gets in verse six, yeah, oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When mm-hmm. God restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. So even in this Psalm 53, where it, it sounds like the perspective is look to some victory that God has provided. Verse six is still talking about some coming victory. It's it's looking to the future for a salvation to come out of Zion. Yes. And for us as Christians, we know exactly what that's about. We certainly do. We know exactly what that's that's about. That's Jesus Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Who came from Zion. That's right. Who died mm-hmm. in Zion, mm-hmm. buried in Zion, resurrected in Zion, his kingdom established on Mount Zion, mm-hmm. spreading forth throughout the entire world, calling all people into it, whether Jew or Gentile, whether Roman or Greek, whether barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, male or female, all called into this kingdom because of Jesus Christ. And so the Apostle Paul makes use of this psalm in the early chapters of Romans. I'm thinking particularly of Romans chapter 3, where he demonstrates the uh, sin that everyone is guilty of. In Mm. Romans 3 and verse 23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he begins by talking about there is none righteous, no, not one, none who understands, none who seeks God, all have turned aside. Um, Same kind of ideas that we're seeing here in in Psalm uh, 53 and Psalm 14 Mm -hmm. to demonstrate that people are not looking for God. 
and that's foolishness, isn't it? The fool has said in his heart, there is no God, and go and living his own way. And Paul spins Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 2, showing what that looks like, both for Jew and for Gentile. Summing up, it all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's no one who can say, I, well, no, I did it right. I, I feared God and I followed him. He says, no, everyone has done it wrong. And yet the answer for this sin, the salvation that is provided, the salvation that come out of Zion, that's for all people. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here is the salvation come from Zion, Jesus Christ our Lord. When we studied this psalm in its Psalm 14 iteration, we developed that idea of the fool and the sinner a lot more. And by the way, I think that those episodes are somewhere back at the beginning, first half of December of uh, 2020. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to those, uh, what we recognized back then is that there's this fool who's really awful. And then all of a sudden we recognized, oh, wait a minute. That's me. That's me. <laughs> That's me. I I am the one who has behaved godlessly. I am the one who has behaved foolishly. I am the one who has behaved as if there is no judgment coming, as if there is no deliverance coming. I am the one who has pursued my own ends and decided to pursue actions as if God was not involved, right. as if his will did not matter. I've done that. I've All been. have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which leads us to a point of, I need something. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to read these Psalms as if it's about that other person over there, but when I suddenly recognize, no, it's about me. Mm-hmm. This is me. Mm-hmm. I'm the one in, in, in trouble here. I need a savior. I need someone to come from Zion to bring salvation for God's people, and that someone is Jesus. I just think that's a really good point to make. Who am I going to identify with when I read this psalm? Well, my inclination is probably to identify with the righteous people of God and just trust God no matter what they say or do. But, But the truth is I've lived practically like the one who says there is no God. I've I've lived in such a way that I've probably caused difficulty and harm on others and even others who are trying to fear God and do what's right. And we we just don't ever see ourselves that way. We, We give ourselves a pass when really what we need to do is be humble, recognize and confess our sins before God and seek the salvation that's only in Jesus Christ. Think about this as we have now walked through the psalm, this particular psalm two different times. And, and, and again, recognizing as we have through the week that there are some differences. Yeah. But we've now walked through it. Back in Psalm 14, we saw this direction of the enemy still attacking. They're still oppressing the, the poor who are relying on the Lord and being told, don't be a fool. God's their refuge. Judgment is coming. And the prayer is, we pray that salvation will come out of Zion. It's all looking forward. Right. Now, as you pointed out a minute ago, we've gone through the psalm again. And in this walkthrough, it seems that the deliverance from these particular fools have already happened. Mm -hmm. When we set this psalm in a new context, we're able to rejoice that God has scattered to the winds the bones of those who have encamped against us, that that God has rejected those who who were against us. And so there's already deliverance, there's already victory. And yet, even in that context, the same old song still said we need to look forward to something else. Well, now... We're walking through the same old song again, 
But now that Jesus has come, it's all looking back. Yeah. We, we're not looking forward to another deliverer. We're not looking for We are looking back to the fact that Jesus has come. The ultimate salvation, the ultimate defeat of the enemy has taken place, and we can rest in that. We contemplated that this psalm might go along well with the account of Nabal and Abigail. And of course, by the end of that story, as we looked at, the, the bones of the, the wicked are laid out. God has judged at Nabal. And who is moving forward? It's going to be David, the anointed, the king, the one that's going to Zion. And then David is the type, ultimately, of Jesus Christ, his ancestor, and the great king who never fails, who comes forth from Zion. Well, think about that comparison. You remember Nabal says to David, who's the son of Jesse? Mm-hmm. Who are you? You're just mm-hmm. a rebel. Yeah. You're just you're just committing insurrection against the king. Mm-hmm. And what was the accusation of Jesus? Yeah. Or against Jesus, yeah. you know, you're an insurrectionist. Yeah. You're a you're a competing king. Who who is Jesus? And of course, Pilate. What is truth? Yeah, you know. And so it's very similar. But of course, Jesus won. Yeah. And those who are encamped against him are rejected, and he put them to open shame mm-hmm. by living the life of holiness and by dying the death for our sins. And it's, it's just a powerful, powerful picture for us. The, the reason this psalm works in both of its contexts and now for us is because salvation has come from Zion. And what we see is it's the same old song, but with a different meaning now that Jesus has come. And it occasions us to rejoice and to be glad in Jesus. Which is something we're going to be doing on Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're in the Tampa area, we want you to come out and worship with us at Livingston. All the information you need is found at our website, christiansmeethere.org. christiansmeethere.org. And we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to Monday, Season 3 of Text Talk. Matthew. Matthew. That's every day is going to be a good day once we're there. <laughs> we're going to be finding Jesus every day when we're in Matthew. We're so glad that you joined us. Uh, let's have a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this week, some extra time, and, and every day is a gift from your hand. And Lord, we've chosen to, to use this time to be in your word and to talk about Psalm 53. We pray, Father, it's been a blessing for all who've joined along for these devotional conversations. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to do another season of the podcast and pray your blessing upon all of this uh, consideration, meditation, teaching from your word, Father, that, that it would uh, encourage all of us to know you, to follow you, to trust in Christ where salvation has come from, and to walk this day in confidence, Father, fearing only you and no one else. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.